0: Hello and thanks for joining us. Two sharp chefs in a microphone here. I'm Lorraine Moss, chef and journalist. And I'm Louis Victor, chef and professional food photographer. We started this podcast in memory of one of the best food culture ambassadors of all time, Anthony Bourdain. In his memory, we wanted to do the right thing and build a better sense of community among cooks, chefs, restaurant workers, and food lovers here in Las Vegas and worldwide. Ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream, Louis. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be talking with the fine folks from Gelatology Las Vegas today. Super nice, super cool people. Um, that super own a small fun business. flavors. Yes, they have great flavors. And speaking mm-hmm. of flavors, what's your favorite flavor? Mine? Mm-hmm. Black cherry. Without Ooh, a doubt. Ooh, yummy. Mm-hmm. Um, my fancy-ish one is red bean ube, which comes in that like... Magnolia brand that's super super duper Hawaiian deliciousness. That's good. Uh I have a basic beef flavor though, like you know, when you can't find that kind of ice cream, uh it would be cookies and cream. Um, so fun fact about ice cream is that according to NASA, their astronauts miss three things more than anything else from eating down on Earth. And one of them is ice cream. Can you guess mm-hmm. the other two? Steaks. Something that you and I really, really, really like. Sushi. Mm, keep going. <laughs> think Chris Decker. Pizza. Really? Yes. <laughs> what do they eat in space
1: anyway? Would they have nutritionally formulated little space biscuits?
0: That's got to be one of the worst things I think about being there besides the bathroom situation. Like, it's just awkward. <laughs> How do you go to the bathroom when there's no gravity? Yeah. Oh, I don't. Yeah, we we should look that up and find that out. Yeah. Um, So what's your fun fact? My fun fact. Mm -hmm. 87% of Americans have ice
1: cream in their freezer at any given time. 87%.
0: That's that's a lot,
1: but not shocking to me. Can you guess which state consumes, produces actually, the most ice cream?
0: I mean, I really love Ben and Jerry's and they're out of Vermont. So is it Vermont? Uh -uh. What is it? California. Really? Yeah. Very interesting. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Um, So ice cream was invented in 1904 at the World's Fair in St. Louis. So we've been around with ice cream for like, what, a little more than 200 years? I mean, wait, 100 years. That's the American (laughs) history of it. The Chinese
1: history dates back to 200 BC when some emperor had 90 men pack milk like buffalo milk in ice and snow so there's there's no real known set history for ice cream like i've seen like weird recipes actually that one actually has ambergris which is (laughs) whale vomit
0: okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah let's not go there but let's keep it like nice and delicious yeah speaking of delicious we've got the folks from gelatology coming up yeah i love gelato all right louie today we are talking with the awesome owners of gelatology on rainbow in las vegas we have natasha and we have vegin at how are you guys doing
2: yeah we're doing well thank you thank you thank you for having us
0: of course, these are crazy times. Uh, How's it going with your business right now?
1: We have been reopened for this is our, our third week. We've been doing prior to that, we did just a little grab and go. We'd have set hours where we'd be here for pickups or we just did specialty orders. And since the three weeks we've been back open, we've just been doing grab and go as well. And it's, it's been good. I think we've missed our customers and our customers have missed us. We've just been trying to be safe.
0: And a smart way to go. Of course, Louis Gelato is the Italian word for ice cream, yeah. and anybody that's had it knows that it's sort of like you know the most delicious form of ice cream. If you have uh, any kind of taste buds at all, uh, the reason is because it's really concentrated, and that's because of that lower fat, of course, the lower fat content and the lower air content because of the way that you guys churn it. Right? Uh, what makes your gelatology? Gelato so special.
1: Well, Dolatology, we don't just use bag mixes. We make everything from scratch. So we had the pleasure of having the original owner come back and teach us our process, and we've modified to make it our own. So everything's homemade in store.
0: And we noticed that you have some pretty awesome, unique flavors. Right. uh, Ones we really even haven't heard of before. Um, you have Ube Oreo. Hollow hollow, Louie. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> Filipino. Yeah. Um, and the one that really caught my eye was Pandan Oreo, which oh, I wow. love Pandan. Like it's, it's kind of like a Malaysian uh, Balinese. Uh, they use it a lot in their cooking. H- how do you come up with these flavors?
1: So some of the flavors we had were from the original owner Desiree.
0: Ah. We've just
1: been unmodified and put our spin on this. So we've been trying to incorporate, my cousin, who is the other owner besides Ben and I, we're both Japanese-American, so we've been trying to bring some of those flavors in as well. So we've been testing black sesame, um, variations of matcha, we've been doing some red bean mochi.
0: And you also offer vegan versions. So tell us why you did that. Do you have someone plant-based in your family, or is it just something to offer to your Mm -hmm. customers and or both?
1: (laughs) Well, we're trying to be an establishment that's family-friendly. We want something that's all-inclusive. I have been, in the past, vegan, and I go back and forth, but we want everybody to come in and enjoy time together with their family. So we are also working on sugar-free options. So something that's really missing in the dessert world, I think, right now. There's people who are diabetic or people doing keto-paleo, and we want something for everybody.
0: I am super, so happy about hearing that because I was actually, you know, hoping I've been trying to try things at home with my little tiny ice cream KitchenAid mixer, <laughs> um, because I am diabetic and I just found out very recently that I am, which is obviously really hard as a chef, but, um, <laughs> I'm really looking for, it's so hard to find sugar-free. It's actually quite <laughs> easy nowadays to find vegan. Um, yeah. But even in the stores, it's hard to find things that are sugar-free or made with like monk fruit sweetener or, mm-hmm. you know, just erythritol, things that, you know, are, won't raise my sugar levels too much.
1: They also try to trick you and say that there's no sugar added, but that doesn't mean there's Right. So we're trying yes. to find a real recipe that's delicious.
0: Thank you. Please keep working that. Um, Speaking of inclusiveness, uh, something that really stood out to us and kind of what has you here today among, you know, besides other gelato places that we have in Vegas is that we saw an Instagram post recently that really caught our eye. Uh, When you describe your family as blended, and as you said, Japanese American and Black, and you mentioned that you are raising young Black men and you hoped for a world of, quote, equality and love for them. What does that mean to each one of you?
2: Um, I was born and raised in Nigeria, uh, moved to America at the age of thirteen. my views my views on um, inclusion on racism on diversity has been as been molded by two different worlds um, and it, you know being here has been you know it's had its challenges at times and and, um obviously, been with um a Caucasian woman, you know now we are we are a blended family with multiple you know race and but again it's it's all about love, and um it's important for us to to educate our kids on just what's going on what's going on in our community, what's going on around us, and it's important that we, we keep in mind that, you know, their diversity, you know, is, is important that we keep in mind that we want to raise kids uh, out of love, not out of fear, not out of concern. You know, I always believe in expect the best but prepare for the worst. So I want my kids to always expect the best out of every situation, but at the same time, you know, be prepared for anything that can happen and and that will take away a lot of emotions that go into getting pulled over by a police officer and and yeah. you respond in a way that gets you home. And you don't need to fight that battle at that moment. There's always a different podium to fight that battle. And so it's very important that my we have um four or five-year-olds, so two yeah. boys, and we're already educating them on just what to say if, if, when approached by a police officer, what to do. Wow, to do. four or five. Yes, yes. It's very important that they understand you have anything in your hands that could be a toy. Just drop it, you know, and, and, and let the officer know that, know who you are, identify yourself, and let them know you have nothing on you that can harm them. You know, safety, safety first, you know. And it's, it's, we live in a different world. And I'm, I'm, I'm so, I, I know this is a blessing in disguise. I mean, everything that has happened has been hurtful, has been yeah. sad, it's been, you know, it's hard to put into words just the ups and downs of the emotions we've been feeling about all, all that's going on right now. But one of the blessings is that we're having this conversation and we're able to, to move forward. We're able to do things. You know, now we're having the conversations and now we've got to put the conversations into actions and start moving forward as a community.
0: Very well said. Natasha, I kind of see you there listening to your husband and I'm getting emotional and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I haven't been blessed with children yet. Louie knows that it's been a struggle for me. And um, we've been trying to have children for many years and just looking at you. And trying to imagine, sorry. I'm trying to imagine what it's like as mother of young black men and thinking at four and five years old that you're having to explain this to them. That just that really hit me, Benjamin, that you would say like drop your toy. <laughs> that just whew, that hit me really hard. Drop your toy, you know? Um, what's that like for you as a mother? It's hard enough, I think, putting kids into the world of any color, of any kind. Um to have to think like that so early, you know? And to be reminded of that and to see what you've seen in the last couple weeks.
1: weeks. Well, more for our five-year-old, I feel like you know, we're trying to maintain their innocence, but just make sure they're educated and aware and aware of who they are and where they come from. And just really, we're trying to promote love. And right. love, understanding, the equality aspect, and just making sure that they know that they're safe and their family knows cares about them. and That's what they need to express to others as well.
0: And a lot of people, you know, they have, um, you know, they are either, you know, they have mixed family backgrounds or, you know, they can identify with the movement in many different ways specifically. But not everybody is speaking up. So... Why was it important to you to take that stand? I noticed that you guys did the Blackout Tuesday, which a lot of people participated in, and you're speaking out about it. A lot of people, you know, would say, like, "All oh, Lives Matter and all this kind of stuff. But you guys were very specific that you were supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. What made you, as a business, not just personally, want to come forward?
2: Well, um, <laughs> I am a Black man. <laughs> That's a <star>. Are you? <laughs> you know, and- <laughs> And and number two, um, one thing I always go by: if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. Yeah. And and right now, it's important that you know, even though we're a new business, you know, it's important that we build a clientele. But we also the purpose of buying a gelato store, a shop, was was just to include the people. it, it brings people joy. It brings people happiness. Ice cream brings people happiness. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> why I bought it. When she came to me and said, hey, babe, guess what? I want to buy a gelato store. I was like, she, was, <laughs> she wasn't sure I was going to say yes. But I was like, you know what? Let me think about that. And it didn't take me long. And I was like, that's, that's a great idea because, again, what we want to do is to shed light on the things that are important to us okay so i have a podium to be able to stand tall in our community so what are those things that are important to us you know the environment is important to us you know uh, women's rights very important to us which is something that that's very dear to her you know and and as a nigerian american you know there's a lot of things that i have you know that that that's going on in my head of ways to kind of help out schools and communities, even in Nigeria. So this gelato, um, uh, this um, gelatology, we bought it because we want to not only be able to share these flavors with people, but part of sharing the flavors is sharing who we are and and expressing what we stand for and. Equality is definitely what we stand for. Look at gelato, for example. I mean, different flavors, right? Those different flavors, God. one where another, another, fun, make you happy, taste good. Just like humanity, different colors. We, we're all unique in our own ways. And we're all capable of love. We're all capable of, of, of shining bright. We're all capable of making people happy. But if you you don't put the right ingredients, you know, you can't bring that out. you know. And and we are here and we're going to, we're not going to be silent about how we feel about the inequality going on right now. And if you are against that and we're okay with this not being the place for you, Mm -hmm. Because, again, you know, we we definitely want a culture around here that would be inclusive and we felt is important for our customers to know what we stand for so they can make a decision if they want to be supportive of, of that cause.
0: And I think on the other side of that too, you're going to get people like Louie and me who will constantly be your customer because not only for the ice cream, but also for the stands because that's important to us. And that's what we try to do every single week with our show as well. Uh, like you noticed uh natasha also that you guys you and your cousin i saw pictures on instagram of you guys visiting essential workers during this pandemic and that you got a donation that you were able to bring them ice cream like benjamin said it's like an awesome way to make people happy i'm sure that would make me happy (laughs) uh what was that like for you what was their reaction why'd you do it well
1: my nieces in colorado were trying to say like Help your business. I know this is a difficult time. You guys are closed. What can we do to help? we're like, well, we don't really know. We don't know what to do. We're trying to be safe. You know, we have the little ones at home. We're just trying to be cautious. So they suggested that, and um, we set that up, and it was it was an amazing experience. It was so nice to see them, and some of the nurses came in after or commented on our social medias and just said, thank you. You made our day a little happier. So we also, um, we also delivered to pharmacy. And a couple other businesses
0: as well. And I saw fire department also. Fire
1: department, yeah. And it's just, this year has been really crazy. And for us, this is about sharing love and know that even though we're not first responders or we weren't essential workers, that we cared what they were doing for us in our community. And being part of the Vegas community is important to us. And the first half of our opening this business, I think it was a lot of the learning curve and now that we've gotten that down, we're ready to start participating and being more involved in the community and other with other businesses and helping
2: people. Yeah, we—it's kind of has been interesting around here. You know, we have a, a group of kids that hang around the, the store, and um, one of our experiences with them is uh, one of this young lady coming into the store okay. and grabbing the tit jar and running and took chicken, oh. <laughs> running with the tit jar and a hundred, hundred dollars bill that was in there was not worth anything. So, yeah. oh. but, you know, but that experience was kind of one of those eye openers where it's like, okay, you got to keep an eye on those kids, you know, and the young black, black kids, you know, that this neighborhood is kind of like, what are we going to do to get rid of these kids from this neighborhood and whatever. So we, lately, you know, at first it's kind of like, okay, let me show my face so they know, <laughs> they know who they're messing with.
1: Yeah, right. But,
2: but now, you know, as we listen, as we improve, as we get better, as we evolve as people, it's kind of important that we see that if we push those kids away, what, who's ever going to embrace them? Who's Who's ever going to embrace them? Who's ever going to know where they're coming from? So, you know, a couple of them were sitting outside the store and I was like, hey, you guys, you guys like cookies and cream? I'm like, yeah, 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 we'll mess with it. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I got them a couple of uh, small, small cookies and cream the gelatos and, they, and the kids were like, oh, yeah, we'll mess with you. We'll mess with you for sure. And I was like, well, good. Let me introduce myself. And so me introducing myself, I'm, I'm going to keep water in the back. Every time I see them, I have something to offer them. Because again, it's important to build bridges, you know. It's important to build bridges. No matter how steady, you know, you can always add to it. So, um, you know, we, we, we want to be that pillar in our community where, you know, everybody understands that it's no matter who you are, no matter what background you come from, the inclusion is very important to us. So stopping by all our neighbors to let them know that we notice you're here and we hope you're okay. And this is a little gelato to brighten up your mood for the day. Have a wonderful day.
0: You never know what friends you're going to make.
1: Yeah, that's such, such an inspiring story. To uh, share with everybody here in Las Vegas about how you embrace such a difficult situation like that. Normally, you know, I mean, um, if an incident like that happens, people are just like quick to kind of shun them away. Right. Yeah. It's hard for us too, I think to be on that vibration of positivity mm-hmm. because it was a horrible feeling for me to look at those kids and have you know mixed and black kids myself and you know I don't want to racially profile them. Like it broke my heart. Like I don't right. want to kids and think immediately I need to look at the tip jar Mm -hmm. so sharing love with them and trying to get to know them and see where they're coming from I think is really important versus just saying oh there's those kids again so that vibration of love and positivity versus the negative there's a whole mentality of survival going on right now yes and um, you know it's like just all these negative things that have like compounded one on top of the other
0: you know -hmm. yeah so wow. I, I
1: really laud you for that, and you know I'm I'm gonna stop by today actually. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
2: love she's you. your neighbor, yeah. so she'll I'm be a
0: neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> and I love ice cream. I love gelato. <laughs> <laughs> yes, who doesn't? Um, so we're going to go ahead and move on to show and tell. Uh-huh. So what okay. usually happens, guys, is that we get chefs to show like their secret items. Um, I know you guys are new to the food business, but you got something today for us. What you got? dairy
1: department told me, do not call it a pasteurizer. It okay. is a
0: um, very large crock <laughs> pot. A so very large crock pot.
1: A very large oh. crock
0: pot. <laughs> I wouldn't cook chili a that. <laughs> Woohoo! Look at that! How so many this- gallons does that thing hold?
1: So when we are making our base in this, we put in twelve gallons of milk and three three half gallons of heavy cream to make okay. to make our base. So that that creates everything that we make our gelato from. How are different than other other gelato? businesses is that we make everything from scratch. So the cream, the sugar, the milk, and then the stabilizers go into this, it heats it, and then it cools it. And then after it cools, we're able to flavor each individual pan of the bottom that we make, put it in the machine and put it in the freezer. So I know a lot, it's a lot easier these days to just throw the package together, blend it up and put it in the machine, put it in the freezer. But it's important to us that everything comes from the bird, everything's homemade and it's just good oh, so quick question for those uh, viewers that don't know what pasteurization is why is it important to pasteurize your ice cream your gelato it helps with the um the timeline of how long the gelato is good so we're taking it from our freezer putting it out into our cases and putting it back so we're doing that only max a few days if the pan doesn't run out. So we want to make sure that there's no bacteria or anything bad like in the
0: gelato. On the fly with Natasha Adatoye, Louie. 60 seconds rapid fire question starting now.
1: What's your quarantine comfort food? Ooh. It was my grandma's cookies. We hadn't made it in years. What kind of cookies are those? Banana oatmeal cookies. Oh, that's awesome. Cat or dog person? Dog. Best binge-worthy TV show? Ooh, Insecure? (laughs) Insecure? Is that a show? Yeah. Childhood food cravings? Uh, Mashed potatoes. Ooh, they gotta tell me about these special mashed potatoes. Grandma made them. (laughs) Best self-care move? Uh, salt. Epsom salt bath. Just candle, meditate, get it all out. Yeah! What's a go-to restaurant for you? The one that always delivers. Boishi. Boishi. Got it. Yeah. Favorite so gelato good. flavor? Um, I know Uwe a favorite, but I like Pondon. Pondon Oreo. Yeah, Pondon. Ah, yes. So most inspiring
0: kitchen music? Ah,
1: you have to answer it. <laughs> I've been on the Skip Marley. Everything Skip Marley
0: lately. 60 seconds rapid fire questions with Benjamin Atatoye. Ready? Go. Yep. Your dream job, Benjamin.
2: Motivational speaker slash NBA basketball player. <laughs> yeah. <that's
0: good. laughs> aim low, aim low. Um, <laughs> what haven't you done that you really want to do?
2: I'd like to travel more
0: cat or dog person fish (laughs) (laughs) um on the travel route dream place to travel and eat
2: i want to go to the philippines
0: oh Louis can tell you about that that. (laughs) Uh, best self-care move
2: Playing sports.
0: Good. You got to you, take care of
2: yourself.
1: You don't get into the bath with her? <laughs> what? You don't get into the bath
0: with her? The
2: Even if I do, I will disclose it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we'll end with this then. Your guilty pleasure, Benjamin.
1: Uh-huh. You have to disclose that.
0: Pleasure,
1: Look at his face. <laughs> He's like... I think it's eating gelato late night watching ESPN. What oh. flavor? Is there
0: like a late <laughs> night flavor?
2: Ube. Ube is my really? I love ube. Damn. I, I never thought I would. I
0: Benjamin, would. oh my gosh, you're like a Nigerian Filipino at heart. He's got his ube. He wants to go to the Philippines to travel and eat. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. Last thing is we'd love for you to sell it for gelatology. Tell us what's going on, what you're doing. It's your time. So, we are
1: located at 7910 South Rainbow Boulevard in the Windmill Sweet. Rainbow Shopping Center in Smith Shopping Center area. Sweet 110. Sweet 110. We are open daily right now from 3 to 9 p.m. At the moment, till June 19th, we're still just doing grab and go. We post our flavors that we have available daily on our story on Facebook and Instagram. We are always welcome to suggestions for new flavors to make. Mm -hmm. Um, We're reopening June 19th with the celebration of Juneteenth.
2: You know, we can't wait till we can be back to full-blown, you know, 404-goal. (laughs)
0: <laughs> love it and Louie and I will send the chefs and restaurant tours your way as well thank you, thank you. We, appreciate we are so excited and if you need anything like we tell everyone we got your back you are now part of our restaurant community thank, thank you yeah.
2: thank you so much we appreciate you guys we look forward yeah. to meeting yeah. so more person hey, oh yeah me too uh-huh. yeah
1: Juneteenth I'm telling you I, I live right down the street so One of
0: yeah. you know, she will literally be there all the time thanks for listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone We love subscribers almost as much as we love food. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review. And check out Two Sharp Chefs. That's with a number two on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our WordPress blog. Email us with any questions and ideas at twosharpchefs at gmail.com. And Louie, we stream new episodes every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. It's been a pleasure. We're 86 Till next week.